Welcome back into another episode of Behind the Bench with Carter Eckel. This is episode 27, and as my producer Jeff Mulvihill just pointed out to me, I guess that means we've been doing this for uh, six months, roughly, roughly speaking. So welcome into episode 27. Thanks to all of our listeners who have been with us this far. We got a lot to talk about today, but before I get into that, we would like to thank our sponsor, Double J Auto in Gardnerville. That is www.doublejautonv.com where you can check them out there. Thanks a bunch. And uh, Jeff, we have finally concluded the high school sports season. Spring sports ends in a big old jumble with everything happening in multiple places at the same time. I complained about that last week. I won't complain about it this week, but we got a lot to talk about today and a lot to look forward to in the paper for those of you who pick it up, subscribe, or any preference there. Uh, we appreciate you also. I'll start start there, but we're going to lead off the episode with Douglas Softball before we get into a whole host of state track and state golf finals. Swimming and diving will be in the paper this week. We're not going to touch on that today on the podcast just for timing-wise, but don't worry. There will be plenty of coverage there in the paper as well. We had a regional champion in diving down in Douglas, but like I said, you can find that in the paper. Douglas Softball. Got to one win within a Class 5A state title. It would have been their first since 1992, but they dropped two games to Green Valley in the state championship game by finals of 5-0 and 8-2. So Douglas finishes runner-up. It's their best finish since 2018, where they were also runner-up in the state title game to Spanish Springs. Green Valley, a team they beat in the first round, uh, 5-1, but the bats for the Gators, that being Green Valley, just got hot in the state championship game. And I know their pitcher was very highly regarded by a lot of the Douglas coaching staff and they hit her well on Thursday, but you know, it doesn't always translate into Saturday there. Um, Douglas finishes the year 38 and one. So 30 wins, eight losses, one tie. And uh, as Douglas head coach, John Glover said, Put the softball team back on the map, which I think is fair. I think they're absolutely the favorites to be at the top of the North for the next couple of years, especially with both pitchers returning in Talia Tretton and Mackenzie Willis. Mackenzie Willis is a junior this year. will be a senior next year. Tretton, a sophomore, will be a junior. So they got quite a bit to work with there. They do lose four seniors that are going to be tough shoes to fill in Eva McNinch. Emma Stagliano, Riley Blair, and Emma Glover. A lot of good bats there, obviously with catcher, third, short, and center field. Some big defensive holes to fill, or shoes to fill, if you will. Return everybody else. So there is a lot of talent coming back to that softball team. Don't mean to detract one way or the other, but yeah, definitely going to be uh, an interesting case study to see how Douglas softball goes for the next couple of years. State runner up though, nothing to be nothing to hang your head about, I guess is a better way to put that. Uh, still get to hang a banner for winning the regional title um, at Bishop Minogue last week that we talked about on the last episode of the podcast. If you missed that, but a lot of, a lot of pieces that Douglas softball will, will get back next year. And you know what? It's tough, I'm sure, especially for the Douglas softball team to look back on Monday or Tuesday, whenever you're listening to this, given that they just lost the softball state title. But, 
I mean, the season they had is will go down in the history books for Douglas High Athletics and is nothing to hang your head on. A lot to look forward to with that Douglas softball team. Freshman Cam McClellan got her first start in game two of the state championship and went three for three with an RBI. So, you know, they just find those pieces to plug and play. And she's been a a courtesy runner, a pinch runner for them all, all season or for a good chunk of the season and has clearly shown that she can step up when it matters. But yeah, Douglas fell to Green Valley 5-0 and 8-2. I don't think I got to those scores yet in that those final two state championship games. Once again, uh, hats off to that Douglas softball team. Uh, like I said, a regional title. We'll get to hang at least one banner in the Douglas Tiger gym. But, you know, I know they... They wanted that state title. They, I mean, I don't think that's saying a whole lot. But that is that is our softball update. I'm sure those all-region teams are coming out shortly. I'm going to quickly touch on baseball, all-league teams as well. Douglas High's Gabe Natividad wins Defensive Player of the Year. All these, this story was in this past weekend's Record Courier and Nevada Appeal as well. So you can find that there if you missed it. But... Like I said, Gabe Natividad wins Defensive Player of the Year, and Douglas coach Ryan Gonzalez, a friend of the program, if I if I dare say, gets co-coach of the year along with Reno's Pete Savage. Another Douglas Douglas Sports really this whole year, just something to to follow. That was quite impressive. I'm sure I'll have a recap of the whole the whole year for Douglas, but to send. I, I'm going to mess this up. I want, I want to say three teams, but I know the Douglas girls golf won a state title as well. So to send as many teams to state and to win a couple of regional titles and just an impressive year overall for Douglas there, as I'm now thinking about the entire year now that the school sports season is over. But like I said, you can check out the all league teams for baseball in the paper from last week. It's also online as well. Over to a quick update from State Golf. Carson's Lucas Taggart finished third down at the Class 5A state tournament. Sierra Lutheran's Brock Walters wins the 2A golf title by 11 strokes, Jeff. I mean, that's just sheer domination. It's like three holes. And uh, we got a little bit, little update there. I'm hoping to have a little bit more of a feature story coming up this week. Uh, we did have a, did ha- at least, you know, acknowledge that and have a photo in this past weekend's paper. If, like I said, if you missed it. All right, Jeff, you ready for uh, the onslaught of state track? That's where I was for the last two weeks. I don't know. I don't think you deal with this a whole lot because you don't typically, I don't typically see you wearing the camera strap around your neck, but uh, I hate straps. I have a sunburn on the back of my neck that is very specific to the the camera strap. See, that just gives me one more reason to not like straps. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can understand because it's weird. It's you like, got it You got it right, though. That's, that's, that's harder <laughs> for you. It's the top of my neck and then a nice white spot and then the bottom of my neck and i did a pretty good job of wearing sunscreen too but state track two full days at reed high i was there for i think almost all of it so long days started at three on friday finished gosh at 9 30 i was gonna say they were in the dark some of the footage you had were in yeah the, dark. the photos i got in the dark are not good i apologize to anybody who ran in the dark those lights as you complain about it carson the lights <laughs> at reed are 
whoo, uh, you got to kind of just pick your spots and hope that somebody runs underneath the lights at the right spot. I got a great photo, some, some great photos, um, which you can find in the paper, but yeah, otherwise I was really, it was really a, a guessing game as far as getting, getting good photos there. Um, unfortunately I do not have the camera skills or the equipment that my producer here has, but, uh, I like to think I'm a decent photographer, but that one, yeah, some of those, especially the the Douglas Girls four by one relay running at you know nine fifteen at night. Uh, we'll get to that in a second, but the photos, unfortunately, not great. Uh, though I imagine running a state title race at nine fifteen at night, outside of the fact that you are running at nine fifteen at night, it's got to be kind of fun. It's got to be like to run to have that spotlight in the dark. Um, <clears throat> they call it Friday Night Lights for a reason. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So we'll get to that. Honestly, we'll, we'll start there. That was the Douglas 4 by one girls set a school record a week after setting the school record. So they broke the school record at regionals, and then they went and broke it again at the state tournament, taking third place. So quite the performance there from those four girls, that being Kaylee Bradford, Bliss Moody, Julianne James, and Jessica James. Jessica James being the only senior in that rotation as well. A really, really fun group to watch and honestly a fun group to talk to as well. I got quotes from all four of them um, from breaking that record once again. The... Douglas boys also did pretty well in the four by one and four by two. I know they were pretty close to the school record there, but just missed it. I think by about six tenths of a second from talking to assistant coach, Steven Nelms I need to follow up with him. But uh, bliss Moody was second in the long jump as a freshman in with a leap of 16 feet, eight inches and a quarter. She fell to centennials, Zoe Bonds, who won, I think won all four events she was in. She's very impressive. And there's another Bonds who holds all the records from what I was looking at. So I think a family of athletes down there in Vegas, but still a solid mark for a freshman to have taking a silver medal out at the state long jump. Carson Eyes, Kai Miller wins the pole vault. I'm not sure that was necessarily a, a debate for many people. I think that was, that was almost... I don't want to say assured because we're still talking about, you know, Something high school different. athletes. But, yeah, f- f- beat a pole vaulter from Faith Lutheran, whose name is escaping me at the moment, needed to clear 15 feet to win it. He did not get – he attempted 16 feet, did not get it. He said the headwind was kind of just messing with the with the whole approach. And as somebody who doesn't know much about pole vaulting, I will take his word for that there. But a state champion nonetheless in Kai Miller. He was also fourth in the 110-meter hurdles. But watching that kid fly through the air in pole vault is rather impressive. If you didn't get a chance to see it, I'm sorry. He is uh, signed to go to Colorado School of Mines next year for pole vault as well. And if you know anything about that college education program, it'll be all right. (laughs) It's a very, very prestigious academic school. Uh, Lucas Taggart, as I mentioned earlier, also uh, signed to go there as well for golf. Sierra Lutheran in the 1A side, very impressive at the state track meet. The boys took fifth as a team. The girls took third, just missing out on those top two spots for a team trophy. Flynn Scheibe won the Open 400 
for the Falcons. He was also third in the 100 and second in the 200. So quite an impressive weekend for Flynn. Josh Fox took second in the 1600 and third in the 3200. He is just a freshman. Keep that in mind there. He was running with uh, fellow teammate Chandler Ricks. Like I said, I'll have much more on those performances in the paper and online as well sage gregory was third in the 800 second in the 1600 and second in the 3200 i believe she's a junior so a lot of returning talent for the falcons there riley mchenry was third in the 300 meter hurdles and the girls four by four for sierra lutheran wins the state title and riley mchenry sage gregory kaylee fitzpatrick and kayla carpenter they were also second in the 4 by 200 as well. Over to Dayton had some impressive performances. Also, the boys' 4 by one set a new PR. I honestly misunderstood the situation a little bit in the interview. I didn't realize that they had a baton fumble going in to the final handoff from third to fourth. Still set a still set a, a PR with a 46-4-1 in the 4 by one but took eighth. So it was a, a very bittersweet. Uh, post-race for the Dust Devil boys there. One senior on that in Noah Gibson, while everybody else will be returning. Also, Molly McGrew was third in the Open 400. This is Class 3A, for the record, um, not competing with Sierra Lutheran there. So Dayton is in Class 3A. And then Ainsley Lau, third in the long jump as well for the Dust Devils. So pretty impressive performances there. If I didn't mention it last week, I think I'd mentioned it last week, but that Dayton boys baseball team also made state. They were the sixth seed in the regional tournament and lost in the first round and then won their way through the consolation in order to make the state tournament. There are much more coming up on that this week in the paper as well. I'm just teasing everything, Jeff. That's the way we roll here. Um, and I think I've touched on pretty much everything else from the state track and field side. Like I said, a lot more results, quotes, photos you can find in the newspaper. Unfortunately, this is an audio medium and just got to roll with my voice here. So not comprehensive coverage just yet, but it's it's coming. Don't don't you worry. And, you know, Jeff, that pretty much wraps up our our sports season. Um I guess I'm just curious. I'm put you on the spot because I did not. We did not discuss this before we started. But is there any one particular moment that stands out to you from uh, this sports season, as far as you know, whether it be results or just something impressive you saw or anything like that? Because there was a there's a lot to talk about with uh, the past. I guess I can't say calendar year, but the high school calendar year of of sports. Yeah, the the ending. <clears throat> the ending of spring sports is always it, it's exciting because we're so busy and then it all comes to a screeching halt and this year we got at least two more weeks which sometimes doesn't happen because we had such good success of multiple teams going to state and athletes doing really well um but it's also a good time for reflection back on the year that has happened and you were just talking about douglas and i mean the highs that we've had this year where we haven't seen that in a couple of years uh, as far as each season. Now, obviously COVID happened and we lost some seasons completely, but mm -hmm. just to, you know, in the fall, there was excitement in the spring, in the winter, there was excitement in the spring. And I, I, it, it's awesome for us because we're active and we get to be out and do what we love to 
love to do. So uh, I, I don't know that there's one thing that stands out. Um, uh, you mentioned Gonzo earlier, that interview, being out at Tiger Field and seeing practice, that was cool. Uh, you know, to go on location and he was so, so relaxed and, you know, we were in his house, so mm -hmm. that was awesome. So, uh, you know, I'll remember that one for a long time just because the setting was perfect. The weather turned to crap after, uh, you <laughs> but know, it was blue skies. That, while that we day did. was amazing. It was nice and warm and, you know, just the little clouds in the sky. And that, that's what, you know, you and I were talking as we were walking out about the photos that you get to take there because of the Jubb's peak in the background. And it, it just, it was a, an amazing setting. So that was a, that was a cool thing. Yeah. Uh, like I said, a ton to reflect on and I'm sure I will have some sort of synopsis of the whole fall, winter and spring sports in the paper here in the coming, I don't want to say weeks cause that sounds too broad, but days, I, I imagine it won't be in Wednesday's paper, but you know, we'll get there. Um, really, uh, you you mentioned it with COVID. I didn't really put this together till I had you know had it repeated to me several times. But you know the seniors this year for in the spring sports thing in the spring sports side of things did not have a season as a sophomore or as sophomores because of COVID. Did not have a state tournament in any sport because of COVID as juniors, and then finally you know have a state. So they only got two chances to have a state tournament as freshmen and as sophomores and or as freshmen and as seniors, excuse me. And to make the state tournament as a freshman is regardless of sport is something you don't see very often. So really cool to, to see how that, that just played out. Honestly, I don't want to say affected people because it's just a very unique situation. And I know Nevada was one of what, two States that didn't have a season at all uh, two years ago. I think it was nevada and hawaii um then you, you add that to the winter sports um and then fall sports had their seasons cut short too it was just really remarkable to see the the work that i guess these these athletes put in these i don't want to say kids either because that sounds demeaning but you know they are kids um and and to see that kind of work ethic at a lot of uh levels is honestly a little inspiring especially as somebody you know i think i got about a decade on most of these uh these high school athletes graduating now but it's pretty def pretty remarkable to to see the kind of work and dedication that that a lot of these athletes put in and i'm not going to single anybody out here because it's impressive across the board but yeah just like i said inspiring especially for somebody who i mean i do this for a living i've done this for a living for a while but to get to this point and to see what everybody's kind of battled through you, I feel like you can't be anything but impressed uh, at at where where people finish up. And, you know, you can be a state runner-up, you can win a state title, you can finish third, fourth, fifth. But to, to get there and to have rolled through everything that they've been through with, you know, the last two years of COVID and all the other factors involved in that, you know, economic, I know we're still talking about high school kids, but parents deal with all that kind of stuff. And that, that stress impacts families, yada, yada, yada. But to, yeah, I just feel like I'm repeating myself here, but it is, it is very impressive to see. And honestly, I think a lot of, a lot of the high school athletes around here have a lot to be proud of. And I hope that isn't lost on anybody. With that being said, I think that's going to do it for episode 27 of the podcast. Thanks for listening so far. I don't know if Jeff and I have talked about what we're going to do over the summer without high school sports, but we will we will have content for you. Don't you sweat it. So if you enjoy the sound of our voices, which 
I might be saying too much for both of us, but uh, that's, like I said, that's going to do it for episode 27 of Behind the Bench. Once again, thank you very much for sticking with us so far. And also a huge thank you to our sponsor in Double J Auto NV in Gardnerville. As I said, at the top of the show, you can find them online at www.doublejautonv.com. Huge shout out there. Huge shout out to my producer, Jeff Mulvahill, www.instaimage.com. And I know this last guy I'm going to give a shout out to isn't on the podcast, but Ron Harpin, another fantastic photographer we work with down in Douglas. You can find his work online at www.rahphotosnv.com. I believe I got that URL right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging with us. And we will catch you guys next week.